0: Episode 47 of Talking Toro. Rob, Roth, off to Birmingham. Europa Conference League. Aston Villa away. This, Bring it this on. Would,
1: this would be the dream because I've already ne- negotiated with my fiancé that if um, Toro play Villa in the Conference League, I'm, I'm allowed to book into the same hotel as the Torino players and uh, just stalk them until they, until they get to the game. Because uh, I'm pretty sure the hotel that, that away teams uh, tend to use on their on the trips to Villa Park is about 15 minutes from me. So um yeah, welcome welcome to come over. we we'll try and get two single beds, Peter, and we can be uh, we can
0: if we put on the um, Torino tracksuits, we might make our way onto the bench. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably more probably more competent than uh, certain Torino coaches in the past anyway. But yeah, jo- joking a little bit, but there is a scenario where Torino could meet Aston Villa in the Europa Conference League. It is now dependent on Torino. In certain senses, Masters of Our Own Destiny. If we beat Inter next uh, Saturday evening, uh, we will finish 8th for sure. Uh, But then the other part of this is what happens to Juventus, who are likely to be the team finishing in 7th. And we're kind of reliant on them getting thrown out of Europe by UEFA, but that probably won't happen until at least mid-June. So I think whatever happens on Saturday evening... Them, you know definitive well it could be definitive we're not in Europe if we don't manage to win the game and then the other results don't go our way but yeah it could be the third time Torino you know, sneaks through at somebody else's expense and how sweet would it be if that expense was Juve's I
1: think potentially the um the benefit of this if it does happen this uh year and sort of compared to the sort of previous seasons where it's happened and also, if UEFA's uh, decision doesn't come until sort of later June, I'd imagine that we would f- go into the competition at the same stage that Villa will do, which is the playoff round. Which would the fixture wouldn't be until the end of August anyway, so it wouldn't be any unfortunately for Mason, no more trips to to Belarus. I'd imagine in the, in the qualifying rounds or uh, somehow scraping past the uh, third or fourth best team in Split as we did in the uh, in two thousand and fourteen. Right. So I think we would we would get to sort of. If we finish, if obviously UVA get kicked out of uh, Europe and we finish effectively uh, eighth, um yeah we we would go into the playoff round
0: and probably play
1: a relatively big side in com- comparison to the conference
0: league. Okay, yeah, I mean I, I think we're we getting a little bit far ahead of us. I mean I, I wouldn't want to have another another Wolves. Do you, you mean again. you haven't
1: already checked where the finals being played? Uh, Peter? Well,
0: they've not announced that. and I did, yeah it's I, I did... just it, it has been announced. Okay, where is it?
1: It's in uh, Athens. Oh wow! And the area, that, the area that the stadium's being called is called New Philadelphia.
0: Wow! Because I um, I did wonder, I did look where the final might be, and uh, I think when UEFA created this competition, they expected the finals to probably be between like strong teams from Belgium and maybe Portugal, but not massive, well-supported clubs from the top five leagues. Yeah. And obviously you've had Roma and, Fine, and final They've got a big fan base. And then this year you've got Roma and Seville. And I wonder if, yeah, they and they've been in quite small stadiums like West Ham, Fiorentina. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm talking about the wrong competition. or something, But West Ham, Fiorentina, sorry. Uh, yeah. Not Roma, Seville. But uh, yeah, th- I mean, getting a ticket for that is very difficult. So. Well, I think, yeah, I think their stadium, so the final this year
1: is in Prague and it's a 20,000 capacity stadium. So I think each team have had 5,000 tickets each. Um, yeah, I think the again, we again, again, ahead of ourselves. That we're talking wow, a competition this... we haven't qualified for and <laughs> potentially won't qualify for. But, yeah. Um, but we're it gi- to, like we allowed to dream this, week. exactly. Bro, it, gives like us, it gives us something to look forward to, and 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 why we're allowed to dream about this is that we've um, we've gone to Spezia. Um, I like to think I had something to do with it because I was a, I, I was a bit confident. Uh, I'm not sure not sure as confident as um, yeah, they think you are as confident, but yeah, we went to Spezia and we we came away with a 4 0 victory. Which is that the first time we scored more than three goals in a game this season?
0: Yeah, it's been a long, I, it's, I think, what is that, that first fa- time we
1: scored more than two in a se- in
0: a game this season, isn't it? Yeah, we, we haven't scored three, uh, yeah, we we exaggerated, didn't we? We were at fourth goal, but um, yeah, I, don't, I possibly not since the famous game at Empoli last year where we um came from behind. We won't talk yeah. about who scored the goals, but that person, they're still his last Serie A goals. Um, and if he if he doesn't score, actually against Spezia next weekend, Il Gallo is, would have gone a whole Serie A season I'm, without a goal.
1: I'm sure if he scores the winner in the Europa League final, though, um, he'd, probably,
0: he'd probably take that trade off. Yeah, yeah I, I do wonder. But uh, I do wonder how much fun he's had. But yeah, Spezia... Um, where to start, really? I thought it's another away win uh, without conceding a goal. The away form has been pretty outstanding since the derby defeat. Um,
1: we've we've won fifty percent of our away games this season.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. People when just... the comment uh, the commentator was quite funny, and we've probably spent too much time talking about commentators because I appreciate a lot of people listening to this aren't watching it on the same feed we are. But yeah, they pulled the commentator. I think Alistair Mann, who does a lot of, I, I associate him with like Southampton, Norwich, and Match of the Day. <laughs> Uh, but obviously very, yeah, experienced commentator. Um And when he said, yeah, um, wayday specialist, ninth win, uh, after last week, hammering off poor home form. Of course, the, the counterpoint is is how well we've done away. But yeah, we're kind of on a really good run away from home. And I thought it was a lot like the Verona game. Um but we weren't quite as controlled. as Spezia was slightly—I didn't, didn't play particularly well, but a slightly I, more kind of. Yeah, um, I
1: thought four 0 was harsh. It, was, it wasn't particularly reflective of the scoreline. Um,
0: but but I think if we'd got that, if Richie had got that second goal at Verona like he did. I expect it might have finished in a yeah. similar outcome. To be no, honest. I, I think um, it, it, the the fact that obviously the, the Richie goal and the Illich goal come
1: in quick succession, you could almost sort of the atmosphere in the stadium just dies after the second goal, and and they can sort of realise what that basically they're, they're going to lose the game, and yeah, very quickly a third goal follows.
0: Yeah, um, but I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a very good performance. Um, kind of got the got. got we got a few breaks, didn't we? Let's be fair. The, the opening goal, it took me a few watches to realise that Singo hadn't really uh, made the connection and this celebration was quite sheepish. And then there was a... Well, I, I never thought that was a penalty, the one that was overturned. I didn't think it was anything. I, think, no. I don't think anything happened in that sequence.
1: I think I explained it, as it it's not a penalty, but not for the reason that they think it's not a penalty. So they gave it for a handball in the build-up. Probably a good sort of fifteen seconds before the actual incident where Bongiorno pulls pulls the player back, but uh, yeah, I didn't think it was a penalty. I think was, the the contact was very very minimal. Um But then, yeah, to actually not look back at that incident just to look up at a a relatively sort of a sort of a small handball in in the build up to it, which didn't directly lead to the penalty, I thought was a little strange. But
0: uh yeah, obviously Torino got got a bit lucky there. They got. So you got eye right on the VAR. Yeah, and then um and then Specci did get a consolation goal. Uh, Bastoni actually when he came on I thought it looked really good. Um and then Enzola scored and I thought Enzola I was probably being a bit harsh at the time as I rewatched it, but I thought his celebrations were a little bit excessive for a consolation goal, I, which gave me a bit of vibes. Is it you know, is it is it individual a bit over team? Well I did but... just... um I
1: watched the the highlights just before came on just to sort of remind myself of of the goals and things like that and at the end of the game um, the Spezia coach is sort of calling everyone together in sort of like a huddle just to try and sort of energise them for trying to try and keep them up and uh, yeah he's probably a good three yards away from everyone else in that huddle Um, potentially maybe uh, it makes him signing that new contract to stay at Spezia he's a player that Torino have been linked with and yeah, maybe maybe think
0: he's made a terrible mistake. Well, I wonder if he's signed the contract in the way Bremer signed the contract with Torino. Whether there's an agreement just to be able to monetize it more. But yeah, I do not If we're talking about Enzo, watch. I'm not convinced he's the forward I would want at Torino next season. And then this kind of ex, ever since he's had the the full arm tattoo, uh, Tony Sanabria's been been transformed into one of Europe's. Most clinical strikers, so that yeah, the landscape's changed a little bit, and it might be a slightly. I think we do need to to bring in a centre forward, maybe two in in the summer. But yeah, I've not never been that convinced by by Enzola. He, he only
1: uh, Sanabria. If he scores twice, could potentially be the joint fourth top scorer in the league. If he scores once, <laughs> he he goes up to joint fourth. Just. It's a... It's a bit of a strange um season for for sort of golden boot because Osman's got twenty five martinez has got twenty one and then uh Bouladia, potentially a player who I think is a bit strange that he's ended up at Slotano and not Torino weren't interested in potentially and then yeah you've got a lot of players in sort of double double figures but yeah it, i mean doesn't really mean anything but I think for Sanabu, would be trying, if he can get as close to fifteen goals as possible would be would be pretty good for him individually.
0: Sure. I mean a few other things to say about Specsy. It looked um I was quite envious not being in the away end. It looked like a lot of fun. Everyone with their shirts off and, and beers out and a uh, nice view from from that away end by the look of it over into the hills. Um and I just liked the way everyone there weren't quite a bit a few empty seats, but I think that's just the effect of that so many fans spill forward um Right, uh, to kind of create that atmosphere down below, it looks to be a lot of young fans, and the ones who were wearing shirts were like wearing replica shirts, which you don't see too often in Italian football. Um, uh, so I was quite surprised how many were in the kind of third the third top from this, from this season. It's quite a uh, quite a sort of
1: relatively local game for, for Torino. I think Spezi is about what three hours away. Um, so yeah, I think that probably increased the number of travelers, but yeah, Torino always travel well. Whether they've got play, they've got fans sort of all over the country, where you get groups of, of fans coming down, but yeah, a game like that and really good weather by the coast, yeah. Uh, somebody who's been to Spezia quite quite, quite recently, yeah, I thought it was um, yeah, made me made me a bit jealous that I wasn't there
0: whilst uh, whilst Torre were playing. Yeah, I, I hope they uh, I hope they go to a playoff with, with Verona. I think that might be quite a fitting way to 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 finish that because they're both equally as bad. Yeah, well, I just think I think next. I hope for those two teams next weekend. It's not decided by Roma or Milan not turning up. Um, so yeah, it'll be quite. I yeah, they both. Quite, uh, yeah, because
1: they both they've changed the rules, haven't they? So that teams can't go down just based on goal difference or based on head to head. Head to head when it's like yeah. a a serious like it's a, a Champions League place or a relegation place. So yeah, I think you would you would think that both teams will lose because they've got Roma and Milan away from home so yeah that would then lead to the playoff Verona probably be kicking themselves because they were 1-0 up in the 96th minute uh, before conceding to Empoli but yeah i like the drama of that and yeah i think i did say that my preference was for um Spezia to stay up but and the obviously the Hellas Verona fans have, have got a bit of a reputation but yeah i don't think the Spezia fans did themselves uh, proud either with the game having to be stopped um, midway through the ha- first half, and there was a little bit of sort of confusion as to what had happened, but yeah, it came out after the game that there were uh chants against Steven Urich, which were, yeah, were not not particularly pleasant, and that so. And I think I've noticed that might have been on Twitter as well is that it was from behind the benches rather than sort of the ultras or or things like that. I think the point being that it's maybe more easy to identify the the culprits when you're in the sort of posh VIP 200, 300 euro seats. And yeah, again, it's disappointing. Um, I think it's something which has happened a lot more to players from the sort of Balkan area this season, probably in the last couple of seasons. And yeah, it's disappointing to see. And yeah, I think um, I think in fairness to Spezia and Emmanuel Jassy, the Spezia captain came over to try and sort of, Get his, his own fans to shut up and uh, and stop it because I think the referee was was going to call or, or just at least suspend the game.
0: Yeah, I think and Jazzy did well in the second half because three nil Vanu had been. They started they from the corner. They started throwing objects onto the pitch as well. So yeah, I've seen a i have seen I saw a lot of kind of reaction anti spezia reaction from from Torino fans after the game. I didn't yeah, I didn't kind of delve too 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 far into it, but. Um, but there was also there was a little bit of needle because of what happened two years ago when we lost four one. I think the Spezia, um, uh, some of the Spezia staff were because uh, I, I think that result kept Spezia up while Torino was yeah. still still ran the risk in the last game against Benevento. So we, that, yeah, so we, I, I think... we had yeah we that then we just going back. I
1: think we had two game. We had this, the Lazio game, which ultimately got the point from which we That's needed true. to play up. Um, but yeah, I think there was, it, it is a difficult one. I think it, you, in that situation, Torino would have celebrated themselves as well if they'd stayed up at the expense of another team. Or And yeah, I think, I, I don't think know was, how much of a impact was quite that played.
0: Yeah, I think it was quite personal, some of the insults at the time, though, um, rather than it, just them celebrating. It was yeah. them celebrating and saying, we hope you go down. Yeah. So, um but anyway no, it, yeah, was, it was nice to get a little bit of vengeance
1: again whether whether Spezia or or Alessandria end up staying up i think i've i've mentioned on this podcast previously and and on twitter that yeah that 4-1 defeat that we suffered in 2021 was my lowest point as a Torino fan because i genuinely thought we were going to get relegated but we were it was a must win game or at least a game that we needed to get a result from and yeah we were absolutely atrocious like i think that's probably the first time where i really thought since under, in my time of sport in Torino, we thankfully never had a relegation, but that was the first time where I thought, oh yeah, we're going to get relegated. And I've tried, I've tried to explain to, to my fiance that when obviously with Southampton get relegated, it's not really as much of a big deal. You can still watch all the games, um, sometimes on Sky. And like, obviously I live in England, so I can go to watch uh, games whenever they're, they're local or in the area. If Torino goes to area B, we're back in the... Getting getting DV getting people to record games and get them sent on VHS through the post territory. So, yeah, I don't, am not quite sure what how people where how easy it is nowadays to to watch on Serie B uh, games. But yeah, it's definitely not as easy as as
0: BT Sport, what having the the majority of Serie B games available. So, what you're saying is, if Torino go down to Serie B, this podcast goes down as well. Uh, not
1: not not at all. I think it'd probably be more of a need for this podcast because we'd we'd have to we'd have to do a service for the people to uh to get them keep them keep them up to date with their uh, Torino
0: exploits. Well, having said that, last time we scraped into Europe, we uh we ended up having a big flirtation with Serie B. So let's uh let's be a bit careful what we wish for. But yeah, I guess just quickly on the game, uh, just a few. Obviously, nice goal from from Richie. Uh, he and Ilich like. I said last week, they, they maybe lack a bit of power in certain contexts, but they're such nice technical players who I- handle the ball very well. And st- to have that goal-scoring threat in their game as well, I mean, Illich can obviously hit them from distance as well. Um, yeah, it makes, makes, I mean, for so many years, we just had that stodgy, horrible midfield of people like Rincon <laughs> and Meite. And actually, yeah, to sort of transform that midfield is uh, is pretty impressive. Actually didn't realise how good of a goal that
1: Richie goal was until I watched it back where obviously the the move starts with a long ball from uh Vanya. Snabria holds it up well and then yeah, it's just really intricate play on the edge of the area and then a good finish by Richie. I think we we spoke about the the Premier League goal of the season contest wasn't particularly high quality. I think you could have put that goal in the in the mix and it wouldn't have looked out of place. So yeah, I think probably an underestimated goal. Might not be not might not win our goal of the season at the end of the year, but yeah, nice, uh, nice bit of team play. A couple of like players
0: involved in the move. Yeah, I thought and uh, I thought Voivoda did well as well. I mean, he was quite unlucky not to have made it two 0 early in the second half. And then uh, yeah, the cherry on the cake, Jan Karamo, cult hero, and breaking news: has signed. We've we've signed up Radonjic and Karamo um, for next season. Karamo's uh, they've. The club have exercised the option they had to extend the contract so he is contracted now until 2025 so maybe he's not going to turf more after all probably. yeah and I, I don't think i don't think that's where he wanted to, would have
1: wanted to go either so yeah i think he's quite happy i think he's probably quite appreciative of, of the opportunities Torino you know, have given him and yeah i mean people will probably go back and listen to the first podcast that he signed and see how we've changed our tune in the okay. signing because he was he was a player who we needed a strike on deadline day and we ended up with a, a winger who's, who's sort of had a bit of a, a strange career where he broke through um, in, in France and moved to Inter and he's not really fulfilled his promise but yeah he's probably had his, his best individual season in Italy definitely uh, this season and yeah I think he, he offers a lot in, in terms of uh, what he can, what he brings to the team, a little bit of a different option from, from Vlasic, Vlasic and Maranchuk
0: yeah, is there anything else, in Spezia? Well, before we do a bit of talk, no, 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 no. I think, inter... think
1: ready for me to uh, to hopefully claw back another point. And, and just oh, to, right. just to mention, is that another point I clawed back on the prediction league as well? I think uh, I think I had faith in the Torino victory. I know I know it's all over, and I'm playing for
0: pride. But to be fair, yeah, I, mean, I will. I'll do maybe in the second part. I'll do some, when we do the inter prediction. Re- I will reveal the scores of our predictions and the terrible run that. And... We've both been on, but and yeah. the
1: final the final game's worth twenty points. Yeah,
0: if we get <laughs> if 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 we get into Europe and you get it right, then maybe I'll concede. But um, all right, Toropedia. I, this is a bit of a nasty one this week. Um, I always feel when I take you out of the years you weren't supporting Torino. It's 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 uh yeah, I. I appreciate this kind of going to be eras where, and both of us well. Anything kind of pre like nineteen ninety for me is is um is not as easy. So do you, so I'm going to say this is players from outside your area. Do you want the uh years, or do you or do you just want the clubs and uh appearances and goals? Oh, it is a bonus clue this week as well, though, which I may I won't reveal straight away but i'll introduce it because i guess people do guess you think do you think it's gettable without the years um it's hard it's gettable when you got it in front of you um <laughs> it's i i think people yeah i mean i think people who will know this era will, will yeah have a good good chance of getting the player so i guess go right. go go for the years i need i need i need all the points i can get okay okay i'm fine with that. all right um so there's quite a few to go through. Um nineteen eighty one to eighty three Medamobile uh no data. nineteen eighty three to eighty five Sorono twenty eight appearances, no goals. nineteen eighty five to eighty six Saregno, thirty appearances, no goals. Nineteen eighty six to eighty seven Pavia thirty one appearances, three goals. 1987 to 88, Torino, 29 appearances, three goals. Is that 97 90, to 98? Uh, 87 to 88. 87 sorry. Eight. Apologies. So, apologies if I'd said it wrong as well. So, yeah, 87 to 88, Torino. And 88 to 93, Napoli, 150 appearances, nine goals. 1993 to 98, Palmer, 147 appearances, nine goals nineteen ninety eight to two thousand, Torino, ten appearances, one goal. Two thousand to to canzese I might have even written this down wrong. Canzese fifty six appearances, seven goals. Closing his career two thousand three, Serenio, no data. Um I'll give another fact uh, seventeen appearances for Italy one goal. And then there is a bonus I will give I'll give maybe before revealing reveal it in the second half. Uh, I'll just say while you think, I'll just because uh, I might have messed up on, on some of the dates. Uh, so 81 to 83, Medimobile, 83 to 85, Sorono, 85 to 86, Serenio, 86 to 87, Pavia, 87 to 88, Torino, 88 to 93, Napoli, 93 to 98, Parma, 98 to 2000, Torino, 2000 Canzese, to 02, 2003, Sereno. Um So Couple of takeaways: two spells at Torino, uh, albeit first f- for a season, and the second later in his career, where he didn't make much of an impression. And then big chunk of a career. I right, look at those years at Napoli, like uh, peak Napoli years, and pretty significant years at Parma. So, you feel how you feeling?
1: I feel like obviously I will know the player, but nothing's jumping out at me at the moment. What about is position? It... If you're looking at the data, what, what sort so of
0: player is? How is um his Napoli stats was what 150 appearances, nine goals. Yeah, and almost identical at Parma. So we've made three fewer appearances at Parma, 147, and got nine goals. Nine goals as well.
1: Um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking defender. Okay. Um, if a
0: well, if, if a striker,
1: they're <laughs> probably in trouble. Uh, but yeah, maybe defender slash defensive midfielder. Um. Even the 2000, really would would give me an idea. I think so. Yeah, it might be a thinker.
0: Okay. Well, we are gonna take a a little break here. Not long enough for hopefully Rob to start googling. But yeah, so there'll be another clue when we come out the other side. Uh, who we're gonna play in? What we're we playing in? Rob, I'm, I'm totally totally discombobulated.
1: Well. Torino need a victory against uh, Inter. I think this is the... the, We'll probably go for a little bit of audio from the last time Torino beat Inter. So plenty of Toro players forward.
0: It's taken short and then lofted in at the far post. It's there! It's looped in! Itzo! And Torino have the lead! All right, that was uh, Armando Itzo for you, uh, who still may be part of a Monza team, which... um, which fought us on the final final day of the season? Let's see. But uh, Rob uh, left it with 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 Toropedia. uh first without giving an answer. How if, well do you have an answer? I don't, I don't have an answer currently. Is
1: this is this bonus clue for me as well? Or is it just for the people yeah.
0: at home? No, uh, bonus clue for everyone now. So yeah, if you haven't got it or need help, this this may not be much of a clue. But I thought it was quite interesting. He was actually one of the. I don't know how many there are actually. Maybe we should research it a bit more, but um, his father played for Torino as well. And so it might be one of the few father and son combinations. So uh, his father played uh, from 1957 to 65. I see don't have the all the data with me, but it was at least over a hundred appearances and uh, was a product of the Philadelphia youth system. So one of the ragazzi del, uh, del Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, so the name, this surname has run through a few different eras of Torino's history. Um, that really should help me, but yeah, but, it really should. <laughs> but uh, so do you have any kind of any kind of, even if it's even if it's someone from Parma or, or Napoli in that period, uh... there? To be honest, other than
1: um. But obviously, Napoli in the late eighties, nineties. Obviously, you think in think of Maradona, but that's the only player. Obviously, it's not like so. My guess isn't Maradona. I'm not that bad, but um, I literally couldn't think of any other of player. And then, yeah, ninety three to ninety eight, Palmer. Again, I'm thinking a defender. Just in terms of the, but maybe I mean the goals aren't that bad. Maybe it's a maybe it is a midfielder. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong.
0: But yeah, I don't. I genuinely don't even have a guess. All right. So this was this was defensive midfielder player. uh, Quite chunky, uh, not the fastest, but qu- technically quite good.
1: I don't remember playing uh, for <laughs> and, Uh,
0: uh Like the yellow card. Um, so the player is Massimo Crippa, ah. and who is, is the son of Carlo Crippa. So,
1: I don't think I've would got that, so I'm quite, I'm quite glad that it's not a name. Like it, I'm, the name probably rings a bell. But yeah, even even his dad doesn't ring a bell too much either. So. Yeah, I feel yes. unless it's a if it's a player that like obviously I'm very very aware of, then that's where I kick myself. But yeah, no, I'm relatively satisfied that I wouldn't have got that had we been until
0: Christmas. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> just to warn people, we we, <laughs> we, we, won't, we won't subject you to that at any point. But yeah, just yeah, I, just six I months did, of me just pondering. It was uh, yeah, I do wonder about putting these together. Whether I'm putting like when we're doing them, I'm kind of doing them for you and I'm kind of doing them for the people. Uh, Listed in here are all from different eras, so a bit of a bit of bit of yeah, fun with it, and we get to talk, get to talk about a few different characters. So, Cripper I, th- I think, was at the '94 World Cup with Italy, very possibly as well.
1: Bear in mind that we've had a couple of um, the last couple of players have been from the '40s, so yeah, we're, we're slowly progressing um, to the to the more more modern era. There we go. All right, so yeah, let's talk. Any anybody too modern is a little bit too easy, though. For...
0: Okay, well, that's a point to me anyway. So, um, <laughs> well played, Inter. Um, all right, well, we're, normally we we kind of rattle through the previews, but we, we, yeah, we don't have a we don't have a specific feature this week, so we thought we'd spend a little bit more time just looking at the Inter games. As it could be, it could end up being a a nothing match, but it could also end up being one of the more it could turn out to be one of the more important games we've had in in a few seasons. I'm anticipating sellout crowd Saturday evening. Uh, it's at a good time, I think for both people going to the stadium and people watching abroad as well and in England, I think it's on the back of the f a cup final, so it should be a good good afternoon of football inter state and in the obvious, but they do have the champions League final uh the week after they've qualified for the champions League already they've won the copper Italia. uh Rob's very funny uh report in urbano cairo's pink 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 newspaper this morning that a uh this uh, they announced a potential inter team for uh, next weekend. I wasn't sure if it's Urbano getting someone to you know, just just start, s- start sowing the seed that Inzaghi should play a weaker team. But this is the inter team they have, and I'll see what you think. Uh, Handanovic in goal, so he's often the first choice. Uh, he won't play in the final of Champions League, but yeah. yeah, it's fair to say he's, a, pretty, you know, he's a, a, a yeah decent keeper. A very good penalty saver, annoyingly. Um, and then the back three, D'Ambrosio, De Vrij, Bastoni. I mean, that's pretty solid. I'd be surprised I think if Bastoni yeah. Bast- I think yeah, surprised maybe Bast- a little
1: bit too strong. I think he uh, would start in the final.
0: Yeah, I think he will. But And Bastoni likes it, uh, The other thing with Inzaghi is as soon as any of his players get a yellow card, he pulls them off. So Bastoni tends to get a yellow card and get pulled off a lot. Uh, and then they've got... Yeah,
1: because so, any suspensions for, two, for Red Cat would follow on to next season, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I think he just doesn't like the risk of someone getting sent off as well. So, uh, backs they've got Bellanova and Gosens. Gosens is underwhelmed since uh, coming from Atalanta. Bellanova is someone we were linked with and I think has God, really not done very well. He, score, he scored for oh, Cagliari, actually, yeah, played Cagliari very well for, Cagli- yeah. for Cagliari last season. Uh, midfield, another player always linked with Torino Galliardini. Um, he got he did get he did get sent off against Napoli when he played
1: in like they had a very similar. Game where I think before the Coppa Italia where they were trying to um, sort of obviously a week in a weekend side, but they were also trying to qualify for the Champions League and Kelly Dini got sent off in that game, so whether well, you trust him again?
0: Yeah, I think he'll be issuing start. Then they've got um, Azilani, who I've seen a little bit of in Champions League games, and then a the player I've never heard of, Myro Mira, who's I think is a Nigerian player. And up front, I think they'll either play with Jekyll or Lukaku. And then they've got uh, Coratalo, who I guess must be a youth another youth team player. Yeah, that's that's a, about that's the team. Uh, Gazetta. <laughs> that is a little
1: stronger than I thought. I was I was <laughs> I was literally wanting you to name their Primavera side, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed. But yeah, ultimately uh, they're not going to play. They're not going to play the five or six best players. They're not going to play anybody who's fifty-fifty for the um, Champions League final.
0: I don't. Yeah, I, I suspect we will not see Barella. And we'll not see I, 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 Lautaro. Also,
1: it's probably also interesting. They're probably not. Well, Lautaro's just got married as well, so I'm hoping that the whole, the, a lot of the. I mean, that's a very. I, I did just see that on Twitter. I'm not a stalker, but um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe a few of his teammates have, have had a had have a, have a very good night at his wedding and maybe still still hanging over by sort of Friday Saturday. Uh,
0: yeah, I've always i never said this, but the thing with La, uh, nothing against Lautaro particularly, I just hate the fact his nickname's Toro. So whenever I see, whenever I see he scored, it's all of his Toro stuff, and I get it. Just gets me a bit. You get excited, yeah. Sometimes (laughs) it's like, no. Uh, but
1: if if we had signed him, and his nickname from Argentina was already a Toro. Well, yeah, maybe
0: maybe we should have signed him. But yeah, I just I just caveat this though with the Torino team that Gazzetta have for next weekend has uh has a back three with Andrew. It. So, <laughs> so it might just be they might have like a chap GPC, whatever it's called, doing the doing the team. Like, yeah, so.
1: Well we played um yeah, that was a probably something she mentioned, especially one well, we played uh Shears and Schiers, Bongiorno and Rodriguez together potentially for the first time, because Shears was playing in the sort of right handed right um right side of centre back role. Uh, which is usually reserved for sort of G Zema or or on, so yeah, maybe something we might have omitted to discuss then. But
0: would you um talking about the Torino team? I don't think there's any fresh injury concerns or any suspensions. So let's take the team at starting against Spezia. Would you a Would you make any changes? B Do you think Juric will make some changes? Bearing in mind he very rarely plays the same eleven two weeks in a row. I
1: think there probably will be one change at least. Potentially, I think it will just be the one change. I do think that, having just mentioned uh, Schiers, I think they would probably want a bit more pace on that uh, in that channel. So, yeah, it would probably bring in Gigi. And then maybe you you drop Voivoda, which is a bit unfortunate. He did play well. But then Rodriguez is the left um, wing back. And then uh, so you'd have uh sh uh Gigi Schiers, Bongiorno uh with your wing backs as being sing uh, Sango and Rodriguez. And then I think then,
0: the, I think the team would be the same. Yeah, I think he'll go with the kind of Vlazic moranchuk just as the mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of recognise quality over. While well, Rodonich I don't think we'll see again this season. I, I think I think Lazaro Lats- might be out as well. The, the, big, the big
1: thing for us, I think, is mentality. I think it's it, what we didn't do against Fiorentina was we didn't go out really. If, I think if we'd gone out uh, really early on and even just like, because <laughs> obviously they, these play, players who are playing there, 90% of them aren't going to be starting the Champions League final. But also, they don't want to ruin their opportunities of Making even the bench or being available for that game. I think even in the first fifteen minutes, I'm not saying go out and get injured, but or or try and force injuries from the opposition. I never obviously never say that, but just play at an intensity where the players could very 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 early on begin to realise that we're properly up for this game, and they may not be up for it. And if we can score a goal in the first fifteen twenty minutes, get the the crowd like really sort of excited and buzzing, maybe then get a second goal quite soon afterwards. And then basically just go and play it at walking pace, which I think is what into into. I don't think want this game. I think they would just be happy to to get out. I think Fiorentina would probably would probably have been similar. If we if we played at a tempo sort of akin to that in the, in the in that game, they had other things on their minds. Whereas, yeah, into aren't gonna want to play a big sort of ninety minute game. Even so, play if you look at players like Lukaku. He's probably a fifty-fifty to start for the, the final anyway. He's not going to want to be in sort of a a big attritional battle a week before probably the biggest game of his of his career so far.
0: No, I think you're right. I think it's a you 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 want, you want to tell him they're in a game very early on. It's going to be intense. It's going to be awkward. We're going to fight for every ball. And then if that, yeah, if if we can go a goal up. Yeah, even two goals up and, and manage the game that that might suit because, them because
1: you then you then sort of forcing them to come out and do something they don't want to do. So if they go to if they go to two 0 down after twenty minutes, do they really want to? The the physical and mental energy that a comeback requires a week before a game or in a game that doesn't really mean anything for them. It, it's it is one of the, it's probably one of the games. This probably almost—it sounds stupid because obviously we're playing the, a team in the final of the Champions League. But this is probably almost a, one of the better scenarios for Torino. I think if you're playing a game against a team in in a bat, straight battle for eight, so we're playing Monza, Bologna, or Fiorentina. or say we're playing the, the team who still had relegation to fight for, I know Spezia and I know Spezia and Verona haven't particularly looked good on their own on their own pitches, but. I think there's a different pressure in terms of playing at home. And uh, uh, if it was a relegation team coming away from home, they can almost sort of set up a little bit differently and just try and hit on a counter-attack. We saw that with, with Lecce and Monza at the weekend, where they basically just kept it tight. And in the last minute, they got a penalty and, and scored it and won and they stayed up. That's the sort of thing which I think when you've got, when you're playing a team who have got something to fight for, that's the danger. Whereas, yeah, Inter, I think, have definitely got not only... Have they not nothing they to play for in the league? They've got something they really want to play for in the following week,
0: yeah. I mean, in that though, what I, I am quite impressed, um, and this well, might have egg on our face in a week's time with uh, with the Verona Spezia games coming up, but there seems to be an integrity and an honesty in Serie A that uh, is very different to the 90s. Um, and I think almost some of the scandals that hit Italian football. Uh, I've probably made certain teams worried that come into any scrutiny if they're seen to kind of, uh, even if they just you know, turn up for a game that doesn't mean much to the end of the season and don't put in a performance, that, that uh, and that's all it is. But there's, there's probably a fear that it might be picked up on or it might be r- rumours uh, rumors might start that way. So, I mean, I watched the end of Empoli at Verona. I mean, Empoli is safe. Uh, Verona managed the game horribly. They were a bit. Uh, it was a bit kind of Torino esque, and they? Mm. they were just they sat back, sat back. But Empoli, you know, really hammered at the door in the last ten, fifteen minutes, which I don't think always would have been the case a long time ago. I think even Samp, relegated, seemed to be giving some battling performances. And Lecce, uh, the way the results had gone this weekend, I mean, Lecce, I wasn't that confident of him getting a result in Monza. Uh, because I thought that would be kind of safe, anyway. But actually, when I if I, if I'd known the away following Lecce had in Monza, which was quite big, and then what it meant to them to be able to stay up on their terms, um, it you know looked like they did put a lot into that game. But so, yeah, I mean, Inter might the game is an inconvenience for them next weekend, but it could be one that they're so relaxed, and if we're tense, and they do they can get an early goal and manage the game, it still that, could be still could that, be a very awkward fixture for us. And that tenth point is probably
1: a thing where I think I mentioned earlier that we're not playing for a European position; we're playing for eighth. Which I think, if if they, they can almost play that down a little bit more, where I think, yeah, if the decision had been made a little bit quicker in terms of Juventus and we knew that this this place is going to be this position is going to be worth Europe, I think there would be a little bit more tension. Where yeah, effectively, you can just sort of say, oh, we just want to finish eighth; we want to get to the second round of the Coppa Italia um, without having to play sort of. Uh, a Serie B side and, and yeah like I say worst case scenario if if we do finish eighth UEFA don't ban Juventus we've increased our chances of the of getting into the sort of latter stages of the Coppa Italia because we are that at home tie into sort of the, the latter stages so that is that is a a, a promising thing and, and yeah is that going to be are they going to be that nervous I think you'd say it's going to be a, a sold out crowd even even the last home game, I know we didn't particularly do, do very well against Roma in the last home game uh, last season, but yeah, un, almost under the lights, in front of the fans, big crowds, big game. I, I do think the players will want to try and put in a, fame, a performance, even if there was an, any opportunity of, of eighth, I think. Even if this was a, of a battle for ninth or tenth, I think it might have been a bit more of a, just, yeah, hopefully. And I, that is the, the worrying thing. Our home form has been so bad and yeah, maybe just one last chance to put it right before the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel tense in the way Florence did all those years ago where we'd screwed up by drawing with Parma in the home game before and then uh, had to go and win in Florence and it would have been guaranteed on the pitch, European yeah. football. And I think they're probably a little bit more, you know, Europe's team in some senses may have been better than that Ventura team really. But, you know, it is it will be quite a lucky entrance into Europe. It's not, I don't think it will be heartbreaking if we don't make it because, um, you know, our points tally in a lot of other countries wouldn't have got us that close to, to, to Europe. And I know there's, those things are all different, different leagues are, uh, <clears throat> are shaped differently anyway, but um, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's just hope we put in a performance. We don't, we don't kind of freeze on the night and, you know, at the very least just, you know, beat, beat it into is always, is always a big result. Um, just looking at uh, the last ten matches um do you handy wins do you think at home?
1: I see I looked at the last five, so I know that the, I know we've won two of the last five um so I'd say at the last ten potentially one might still i still feel i I've got a feeling at the time we beat um into one nil and it's so good the winner which we heard earlier. I think that was the first time we'd beaten them at home for a while. So I'll say that, yeah, we've only won two out of the last ten.
0: Uh, two out of the last ten is correct. Uh, the it, So goal came a year after Leitch scored the winner. Yeah, so. I
1: have no memory of this game. I feel like we've talked about this before.
0: Yeah, so... Um, but that the one where Light scored the winner, I don't think we'd beaten Inter since we were on Channel 4 in nineteen ninety three, ninety four, where Sandro Coas scored. Um, and we won 2-0. I think but we have gone. On...
1: Funnily enough, we had a decent... We had a relatively decent record in terms of the bigger sides away from home where we've beaten them twice at San Siro in, yeah. in the Maxi Lopez days.
0: Yeah, so there's a couple uh, just a couple of points. So last year, we should have beaten them and then they were really quite poor and Sanchez scored with the last kick of the game. And we had, uh, a, we had a sort of stonewall penalty not
1: given at 2-0. 1-0, uh, yeah,
0: sorry. That's correct. And then the year before, Martinez scored five minutes to go for, for them to win 2-1. And then I just wanted to pick out uh, two others. There was a. Do you remember the three-three draw in? Yeah. Uh, when Balomo scored a free, oh, I think yeah, it was fluke, a free kick. It's like a fluky, beat, yeah,
1: fluky free kick that flew into the corner.
0: Yeah, almost from a from the corner position or throw-in position. Um, but do you remember Inter played with ten men after Handanovic got sent off to six minutes? And do you remember who missed the penalty?
1: It was this in. Was this a
0: different game? Was this a no, uh, before same, the three-three. That, uh, the Belomo game, so oh, the start- game. started off because Handanovic um, was sent off, gave away a penalty, and then we missed the penalty. Um... It wasn't wasn't Churchy, was it? Yeah, Churchy missed it, and wow. I if my memory. That's so
1: strange because I can remember that I can remember the three three. I remember the Belomo, but I can't remember Handanovic being sent off. It shows you how yeah. how uh, long Handanovic is been at Inter.
0: It does, and I think we yeah, I think well, so yeah, we were obviously through but I think Palacio came on and scored a couple of goals. And yeah, it was one of those ones where I think it was a similar era. Milan came to Torino and uh,
1: We were two
0: up. Yeah, but they drew two Yeah, there was that one. There was also one where Milan had a player sent off yeah, I was, I was at it... that one. I was at that one as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Calabria, Calabria was sent up, I think it was. Or was it De uh, or, or Oh, was... could be, Oh, could
1: have been De Chilio. I knew it was a right back.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a full back, and then we only managed to draw one-one uh, on that occasion as well. I think, didn't we? So yeah, um, yeah. And the other game I wanted to mention was the one I was at. So yeah, we, we covered a few Inter games between us here. Uh, it was the Joe Hart one where he let uh, <laughs> he, did, he didn't have his his best game. He let. Uh, um, who was the midfielder? Kondogbia. Um and then we uh, Aqua scored a very good goal for Torino in that game. But yeah, that was a that was one of the best atmospheres I've probably well yeah seen in the in the current Torino stadium. Anyway, but it ended up being a two two draw. So yeah, not I think we've only lost three of the last ten, or four of the last ten. So yeah, anyway, I, th- I think it will. I think it. <sighs>
1: It is a little bit of the unknown because, yeah, if you're playing Inter at any other stage of the season, you know it's going to be a really tough game against the, the sort of one of the top sides. But we don't until we, we almost see the t- team lineup, we won't know how seriously they're taking it. Um, and yeah, I, I still, I still feel, I still relatively, I still feel relatively confident. I think it's one of those ones where it's in our own hands. This is the the dream scenario for us in terms of finishing eighth. And yeah, if we don't win, and I mean, if we don't win, there's still the possibility that we can still still finish eight anyway. So, Fiorentina play Sassuolo the day before. Uh, Monza have got to travel to Atalanta, which could be Gasparini's last game because there's a lot of talk that he could be leaving. And then Bologna, somehow out of nowhere, could just sneak um, in because they, they're the only team out of the sort of four, well, three in the mix who've got a better head to head record than Torino. So, if Bologna were to win and Torino only drew, Bologna would sort of somehow catapult themselves above above Torre. All
0: right. Well, before we uh, before we do our predictions, I'll give you a give you a rundown. So our predictions league, um, it's it's a point for if you get the correct outcome, and it's three points if you get the correct score. So after thirty seven rounds, I've got twenty two points, and you've got eleven. Oh, you got twelve, Rob. No, thank you. Thank Uh, you very much. And um, you only got one correct prediction all season which is the 1-1 one, one draw at Salernitana i, I, I think
1: yeah. and, and if it wasn't for Pietro Pellegrini I would have had two <laughs> yeah there's, um, a,
0: there's a lot of what ifs and then i i've got four so i got i correctly guessed the inter away verona at home milan away sassuolo away but in the last so so, I,
1: so just go back to yours so sassuolo away was a draw Milan yeah. away was a defeat. Yeah. Inter away was a defeat. Yeah. And uh, Verona. Yeah. Uh, Verona and was a draw as well. Was a draw. So you actually haven't correctly identified the Torino victory of season.
0: Not with a correct outcome though. No. Yeah. So I, I, but but I'm on an eight 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 game streak where I've not got a single point. I've just I've have, fl-
1: I, have I've, I predicted any? Have I predicted for three? I, I feel like I can't remember which way I've either done this. I've either just I never predict Torino to win or I never predict Torino to lose. You,
0: you were like Mark Lawrenson with the Liverpool predictions <laughs> and he's still on the BBC. It's like they did a league table once of Mark Lawrenson's predictions if, if they were all true. And I think Liverpool would have won every game for about six seasons or something ridiculous. So I'm just, uh, I'm just optimistic. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, let's Okay, let's see out the season. What are you going
1: for, Rob? I, I feel like I've already given even Juric and uh, Matteo Parro the, the blueprint for this game. I'm going to go for 2-0, two early goals. And then party party in the Maratona. And it, it's basically what was it? Austria Austria Germany in the in the World Cup all those years ago where yeah. they just start kicking the ball amongst themselves. <laughs> um yeah, I've got I've just that would that would I, I do feel if we if we can start early, a little bit of intensity, a little bit of pressure into just gonna be like, oh no, this this isn't for us.
0: Yeah, I mean I get against my better judgment, because yeah, uh um... I'm on such a bad run. Torino have actually only lost two of the last thirteen in the league. Um I last away, our last away defeat was um the derby. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna go for one nil, Toro. I think it'll be tense. Uh we'll make it harder than we should. Um and yeah. So we're both Try a little a
1: little bo as we both haven't given um Torino let the Torino to score a little bonus for the for the season last Torino player to score this season
0: Uh it will be Alexei Moranchuk.
1: I'll go for
0: I'm going to go with, I'm
1: going to go early on I did say Voivod I wasn't going to start so I'll take him off I was going to say him Um I will go for I think Sanabria Sanabria brace
0: the last all right the last goal of the season all right so we've both got Torino finishing in eighth. Will it be enough for Europe? Do you think? UEFA don't like Juventus, do they? So I mean, it's the whole uh, Anziani uh, thing. Um, it's the whole Super League thing. So
1: part of I've just got this feeling that Juventus, they they would actually take this deal. They've done a plea bargain already. They may even have a suggestion to UEFA is like, oh well, seems it's only this is this is the difference. For, for Juventus being in the Conference League would almost be a little bit of an embarrassment. Might end up having to travel to sort of teams and stadiums that it would never have dreamt of having to go to previously. Um, I think UEFA would probably do UEFA, given like what we said earlier about how UEFA did create this type of competition to maybe give the lesser teams an opportunity, do they also necessarily want a team as big as Juventus in this competition either? Um, so, yeah, I've got a feeling there could be some sort of arrangement where Juventus, say, well, we'll give us a one year European ban and we will, Uh, that's our punishment, where it's only the Conference League that they're going to miss out on, and they then also got a a free season, no European football next year, where they can concentrate on either the title or the the top four. So, yeah, I'm going to be optimistic, and I think, yeah, I think this will be, I think eighth would mean a a place in the Conference League, and the the final the Aston Villa is still on.
0: Basically, it would be a little bit funny, even if it didn't work out for Tara, that Juventus played in the Conference League. And and then contrive <laughs> to not win it. Oh, uh, I, it, yeah. It, I mean,
1: given I mean, given the fact, obviously, the if you think of the the final this year being West Ham, if you think Villa could probably a better team than West Ham, could probably do similar. Yeah, a, a Villa Juventus final would also be quite quite funny. But yeah, I think um, yeah. It, it, I mean, just looking at some of the sides that Fiorentina played this season, obviously they went to Latvia and they played Riga. Um, they played Hearts, so yeah. The, the I, ju- I think Juventus would see this as being a massive inconvenience to their opportunities of getting back into the top four. Um, whereas the difference between for Torino, I mean, I quite fancy a trip to Riga, quite fancy a trip to Edinburgh. So um, yeah, it's it it just shows the differences between these these two fan bases, where I think Juventus fans and and players would and f- fans, players, staff, coaching, everybody would would sort of see. Conference League has being a bit of an embarrassment. Whereas, yeah, we're we're desperate to to get there, and we don't really mind how. All
0: right. Well, yeah, it, it it's always exciting when when, and I think good for the club if Serena do get into Europe. So, I think yeah, we try not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's rare we can have it's rare we have weeks where we win four nil, and there's a there's a door ajar at least to try and get into Europe. So, um, yeah, that's pretty pretty exciting. I, it's it's going to end. At, there's been a lot of talk about Juventus recently, how bad they've been. I mean, ultimately, I think they would be in second place or well, around second place. I mean, I, I know they've kind of collapsed a bit recently since the ban, but um, is, is it a bit of regret that this year we didn't beat them in the derby, considering how uh, also maybe the fixtures didn't fall at the right time for us? And I think sometimes that is a factor in our bad record that it's rarely, we rarely play Juventus when they're kind of disinterested or have nothing to play for. But I do think, you know, Juventus Argus can have seasons where they're very strong and I yeah, I think for me, looking back, if we don't make Europe and the two regrets will be that game in Florence in the Coppa Italia and then yeah, not not doing it in the derby, I think in the away derby was a great opportunity if we'd kind of shown a bit the the, the kind of defensive discipline that we have recently. And I think if Richie and Illich had been um playing together like they have uh, had had that run of games that they'd had. Recently then, it would have been a bit different. Uh, the home game, it w- w- yeah, was, I think, was just a very bad, pef- kind of bad performance and bad match. But, yeah, just, I think that's something that will be a bit disappointing on this season.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's right. I think the two the two real opportunities we had in terms of individual games to sort of make this season memorable w- was that, that Coppa Italia game in, in Florence, which we uh, didn't really turn up to. And, yeah, the... The away derby, it's all, It's one of the difficult ones where if, if Linetti's shot hits the bar, if we don't concede just before half-time, do that game could easily go differently. And also, yeah, like I say, timing. If we were going to, to play Juventus' way in the middle of this great away run where they've almost got nothing to play for, I do think we'd probably be have a better chance of winning and um, I mean we gave ourselves it. I think that's the thing we gave ourselves the, the, a chance to win the game which is probably the frustrating thing which then we then we then sort of contrived to lose it but I think going into if if say we don't get eighth or say so that eighth doesn't mean Europe I think there's still plenty of reason for optimism for the next season given we've had a sort of a, a mediocre se- season and, and still had sort of some promising moments and, and yeah this, this team is almost there I think that's the 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 Richie and and Illich midfield is is really good. You, Bongiorno's sort of transformed into a really really good centre back. Again, you don't, I, whether Europe can almost convince players like Schiers to stay a little bit longer, um, probably need a, a wider a uh, bigger squad. So yeah, maybe maybe even make the, the investment on Moranchik and, and Vlasich. So. Yeah, I think there's there is optimism, but yeah, i I think we're I think all Torino fans are quite hopeful that, that somehow we can sneak into the, the European back door
0: once again. All right. And there is a realisation that we could be introducing next week's pod in from eleventh place having next <laughs> winter and everyone else wins. So Yeah, and, and mysteriously
1: this podcast disappears from all your um podcasting platforms.
0: Yeah, this one has a has a seven day lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, let's see. I think it's really funny because you can go from one result to it is a bit on a, on a, a flip of a coin of whether we'll see the season positively or negatively. I did the, the, the comment on the second album syndrome last week. But I do think, yeah, if we do finish in eighth, it, it, ultimately it might only be three points between eighth and 11th, but it does change the... It will feel, league position and points-wise, it will feel like progress from last season, and we, we kind of flirted a bit with Europe, whereas finishing 11th will be like, well... Yeah, we didn't. We didn't take the another opportunity missed. Um, and I think yeah, it's just good for the confidence of this group if they can, if they can beat Inter and on on a match which, at least at the time, may may have something riding on it. So yeah,
1: like it, that that feeling of winning a big game is something this team haven't haven't done. Um, I know we beat Milan, but yeah, a game that means something, a game that something's really on the line. If we if we can beat Inter, which again they, they might be playing a weak inside, but. They are a Champions League finalists. So I think, yeah, like I say, confidence for next season will, will hold us in good stead.
0: Alright, well we'll be back post inter possibly with the Pagelli or the the ratings for the season. Um and yeah, we'll start we'll start winding down towards the Pot- summer potentially, and uh...
1: potentially a uh, yeah award
0: ceremony as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when some alternative that- awards. <laughs> alternative awards, yeah. Um All right, well, Rob, um it's always been a pleasure. You got your Bilotti and Southampton mentions. Um, so I think we could go home happy. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, that's
1: maybe that's something we need to do for the last podcast, a little bingo card for people to uh, to download and, and tick off as and when the the, the usual mentions happen.
0: Okay. Well, a BT Sport commentator bingo as well. So all right. Well um
1: for Totoro. For Totoro.